that song. I love that song. I'm in love with that song. I love that song. I love that song. I'm in love with that song. I love that song. I'm in love with that song. Welcome to the I'm in love with that song podcast. I'm Brad Page, your host here on the Pantheon Network, where each episode I pick one of my favorite songs and we listen to it together, listening for all the little moments, those special touches that make it a great song. No musical skill or knowledge is required. All you need is a love of music and you'll fit right in here. At the time of this recording, it's been a little over a month since the passing of Christine McVie from Fleetwood Mac. There have been plenty of tributes to Christine. She deserves every one of them. And we're going to pay tribute in the way that we do best, by doing some serious listening to one of her classic songs. This is You Make Love and Fun by Fleetwood Mac. The history of Fleetwood Mac is about as convoluted as a band history can get, and we don't have time to go over every detail. But the history is important, so some kind of overview is warranted centering around Christine. So let's start in 1968, where one of the hot new guitarists on the scene, Peter Green, left John Mayall's Blues Breakers and started a new band, eventually taking the Blues Breakers drummer and bass player, Mick Fleetwood and John McVie, with him. He named this new band Fleetwood Mac after the drummer and bassist. And soon they were joined by a second guitarist, Jeremy Spencer. Together, they recorded some of the seminal works of the British blues bands. I got a black magic woman I got a black magic woman Yes, I got a black magic woman Got me so blind I can't see But she's a black magic woman And she's trying to make a devil out of me In 1968, they recorded their second album called Mr. Wonderful. There were a few guest musicians on this album, including a young keyboard player named Christine Perfect. Oh, baby, don't you want a man like me? Oh, baby, don't you want a man like me? I can give you so much loving, more than one woman ever seen. Oh, baby, make some love tonight. Christine Perfect was born in Birmingham, England in 1943. Her father, Cyril Perfect, was a violinist in the Birmingham Symphony Orchestra. Her mother, Beatrice, was a psychic. Christine started making music young, playing along to Everly Brothers Records, and after graduating from art college, she joined the band Chicken Shack. Chicken Shack was signed to the same record label as Fleetwood Mac, Blue Horizon. 
Christine recorded two albums with Chicken Shack, and they had one hit in the UK with I'd Rather Go Blind, featuring Christine on lead vocal. Something told me it was over When I saw you and her talking Something deep down in my soul said cry again When I saw you and that girl Christine left Chicken Shack in 1969 and released her first solo album in 1970. Here's a track from the Christine Perfect album. Christine and Fleetwood Mac's bass player, John McVie, had been seeing each other and by this time had gotten married. They spent the first year or so of their marriage away from each other as each of them were on the road with different bands. Back in the Fleetwood Mac camp, a third guitar player had joined Fleetwood Mac. His name was Danny Kerwin. The interplay between Kerwin and Peter Green was really something special, but it didn't last. By 1970, Peter Green had left Fleetwood Mac. Mental illness had taken its toll, and Peter Green would never really recover. If you'd like to learn more about Peter Green and explore this era of Fleetwood Mac further, go back and listen to episode 67 of this podcast, where we dig into the legendary track, The Green Manalishi. So, Peter Green had left, and Fleetwood Mac was without their star player. But Mick Fleetwood held the band together. They retreated to southern England and recorded their fourth album, Kiln House. Christine once again made a guest appearance on this album, though she's uncredited. She even drew the cover art for this album. But after the release of the album, she officially joined Fleetwood Mac as a full-time member. Here's a song from Kiln House. It's a Danny Kerwin song called Station Man with Christine on electric piano. Station Man
the Hello Pantheon Podcast listeners, Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house, and my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica Report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. The chaos continued, though, when Jeremy Spencer quit the band. He left and joined a religious cult and never came back. Once again, the band was forced to reinvent itself. They recruited a new guitarist-vocalist-songwriter named Bob Welsh. They recorded and released their next album, Future Games, in 1971. Future Games was the first album to feature both Bob Welch and Christine as a full-time credited band member. Christine wrote two of the songs on future games. Here's one of them. This one's called Morning Rain. Another album called Bear Trees was released in 1972. This one featured the song Sentimental Lady, which Bob Welch would later re-record and release as a solo hit. 
It also includes the song Spare Me a Little of Your Love, which features a great vocal by Christine. still wouldn't settle down for Fleetwood Mac. Christine and John McVie's marriage was on the rocks, and now Danny Kerwin was showing signs of self-destructive behavior. One night, Kerwin refused to go on stage and instead heckled the band from the audience. McFleetwood had no choice but to fire him. Another key member of the band, gone. Kerwin would spend the remainder of his life wrestling with addiction, homelessness, and mental illness. Two new members were brought into the band, vocalist Dave Walker from Savoy Brown and guitarist Bob Weston. This lineup released the album Penguin in 1973, but this lineup didn't last long either. Dave Walker was out after only one album. Here's one of Christine's songs from the Penguin album. This one's called Remember Me. Now back down to a five-piece, they released their next album, Mystery to Me, in October 1973. This album includes the song Hypnotized. It might be out on that lawn, which is wide, at least half of a plain field. Because there's no explaining what your imagination can make you see and feel. Things seemed to be going okay for the band when they set out on a U.S. tour, but when Mick Fleetwood found out that Bob Weston was having an affair with his wife, Mick had enough. He fired Bob Weston and told the rest of the band he needed to take a break and just couldn't finish the tour. And thus began one of the most bizarre events in rock history. While the band was on a break and scattered around the world, Fleetwood Mac's manager put together his own version of the band with no actual Fleetwood Mac members, just a bunch of nobodies, and sent them out on the road as Fleetwood Mac. It's really a story you've got to hear. My podcasting friend, Brian Cramp, did an excellent episode on his podcast about this whole fiasco. You should really listen to that show. It's episode number 308 of the Rock and or Roll podcast. That episode's called Fakewood Mac. Check it out. 
I'll put a link in the show notes. So by the beginning of 1974, things were as bad as they would ever get for Fleetwood Mac. Their record company was about to give up on them. They were being sued by their manager. And that whole Fakewood Mac tour just ruined their reputation. The band relocated to Los Angeles and went back into the studio as a four-piece. Bob Welsh, Christine McVie, John McVie, and Mick Fleetwood. And they recorded the album Heroes Are Hard to Find, their ninth album, released in September 1974. Christine wrote four songs on Heroes Are Hard to Find, including the title cut and this one called Prove Your Love. By the end of 1974, Bob Welsh had left the band. Fleetwood Mac had lost five guitar players and one singer in the last four years. Meanwhile, Lindsey Buckingham and Stevie Nicks were kicking around Los Angeles after leaving the San Francisco band Fritz and embarking on a career as a duo. They were working with producer Keith Olsen at Sound City Studio in Van Nuys. Olsen got them a record deal, and they released their first album, Buckingham Nicks, in 1974. But the album received little promotion, it didn't sell, and Buckingham Nicks were unceremoniously dropped by their record label. Mick Fleetwood was still keeping Fleetwood Mac alive and was looking for a studio to start their next record. A friend suggested Sound City, so Mick went to check it out. He met with Keith Olson at the studio, and Keith, as an example of the studio's capabilities, he played the Buckingham Nicks album for Fleetwood. And Mick Fleetwood was impressed with what he heard. Eventually, Buckingham and Nicks were asked to join Fleetwood Mac, and after some soul-searching, they decided to give it a shot. And that is the short story of how the version of Fleetwood Mac we all know and love got together. The longer story, and there is a longer story, well, that, you can read all about that yourself. So in January 1975, the new lineup of Fleetwood Mac went into Sound City Studios to record their first album together, which they simply named Fleetwood Mac. It took a while, but the album eventually made it to number one by September 1976 after 58 weeks of climbing the charts.
you would think that things ought to be great for the band, but things were rough on a personal level. John and Christine had already split up. Lindsay and Stevie were calling it quits, and Mick was getting a divorce. By the time they headed back into the studio to make their next record, it was an emotional minefield. And all of that turmoil is famously reflected in the songs. The album that would become Rumors took over six months to complete. It was recorded at a number of studios, including the Sausalito Record Plant, Wally Heider in L.A., and Sound City in Van Nuys. The album was mixed at Sound City and at the L.A. record plant. Much has been said about Lindsey Buckingham's obsessions with getting everything perfect. But Christine McVie was just as dedicated. Recording engineer Chris Morris said Christine spent every minute of every day there. She was one of the hardest working women he'd ever worked with. Rumors is chock full of great songs and big hits. We're going to take a deep dive into You Make Love and Fun. It's easy to think of this song as a slight pop song compared to some of the more adventurous tracks on the album, like The Chain or Gold Dust Woman. But You Make Love and Fun is an extremely well-crafted song. Three minutes and 34 seconds of crafty songwriting, tight performances, and recording perfection. It was written by Christine McVie, produced by the band along with Ken Calliott and Richard Dashett, and with Lindsey Buckingham contributing a lot to the arrangement. So, let's get into it. Mick Fleetwood counts the song in with three hits on his hi-hat, and then a drum hit on the four, and we're off. Christine McVie is playing two keyboard parts here. There's a Fender Rhodes electric piano, it's panned a little bit to the right, and a Honer clavinet more or less in the middle. This clavinet is probably the most prominent element of the song. It's what gives the song its groove. And that clavinet is fed through a wah-wah pedal, which was actually manipulated by Mick Fleetwood. He was laying on the floor, rocking it back and forth while Christine played the part. Listen to the way she weaves those two keyboard parts together. You can also hear some simple percussion parts there that are a little less obvious in the final mix. Let's pick it back up at the top. Lindsey Buckingham is playing some short little guitar licks that he's going to continue to throw in throughout the song. There's also another guitar part deeper in the mix. We'll listen to that a little later. Let's move on to the first verse.
sure long-term Fleetwood Mac fans know the story behind this song. Christine and John's marriage was over. John had his girlfriends. And Christine was going out with Curry Grant, who just happened to be the band's lighting director. And she wrote this song for him. Think about the emotions swirling around Christine and John and Curry while this song was being recorded. And that's just one of the complex relationships around this band. This whole album is infused with that. Let's listen to Christine's vocal track. Sweet, wonderful you. You make me happy with the things you do. I've always liked this part right here. Oh, can it be so? This feeling follows me wherever I go. I mentioned Lindsey Buckingham's other guitar part earlier. Here's a little bit of what he's doing in the background. It's very simple, but it has to be because the keyboard parts are so full, there's no room for a busy guitar part. The song just doesn't need it. And part of Lindsey's genius, like all great guitar players, is to know what to play and what not to play, and even when not to play at all. You barely notice this part is even there, but it's all part of the big picture. So let's listen to this verse again, this time without the vocal, so we can hear just the instrumental track. That brings us to the bridge, which I think is pretty magical. The verses have kind of a funky feel to them, especially with that clavinet. But the bridge drops in with this really dreamy feel, like a head rush. It's that head-in-the-clouds blissful feeling, which is a great match for the lyrics. Those layered backing vocals really make that dreamy feel. Let's listen to the vocal tracks. I never did believe in miracles But I have a feeling it's time to try Mick Fleetwood is playing kind of an interesting pattern on his tom drums here. Again, it's another simple part, but it's where he places the fills that's not exactly where I would expect them.
that leads us into a guitar solo by Lindsey Buckingham. Just one verse, one bridge, and then a solo. There's no second verse or chorus here, just right into the solo. Not a typical arrangement, but this is a great guitar solo. Sounds like he's doubled the guitar parts and panned one to each side. There's some echo on the parts as well. The end of the solo takes us back to the bridge. Now, notice that we're, what, halfway through the song, and we still haven't heard the chorus yet. Now, we've already taken a look at the vocal parts and the drum track during the bridge, so this time, let's hear Lindsay's guitar parts. I really love what he's doing here. See how he changes up the part for the second half of the bridge. Okay, let's go back to the final mix and hear the full bridge again. One more thing that I want to listen to before we move on is John McVie's bass part on the bridge. McVie is not a flashy or busy player. He's just a rock-solid, in-the-groove player. But I like this part. For this last verse, let's listen to how the bass and the drums are locked in together for a simple driving rhythm that almost has a disco feel to it. This was 1977, after all. (laughs) ¶¶ 
Lindsay play some tasty little guitar parts during this verse. Let's go back and just hear his guitar there. It's after this last verse that we finally get to the chorus. The chorus doesn't appear until the very end of the song. It's very unusual for a pop song. The chorus starts on the same chord as the bridge, but simplifies it, cycling through a simple 1-5-4 chord progression. Those are chord changes you've heard in a million songs. But it's what Fleetwood Mac adds to it and layers on top that makes this special. Let's listen to Lindsay's guitar again, because what he's playing here is more like guitar orchestration rather than soloing. Now let's go back and hear how that fits in with all the other parts in the final mix. And let's check out those great layered vocal parts here, too. You, you make love and fun. All I want to do. You, you make love and fun. It's all I want to do. You, you make love and fun. It's all I want to do. You. Let's check out those last few guitar licks Lindsay gets in at the end. And we'll go back and wrap it up with that final fade out. You Make Love and Fun by Fleetwood Mac. Christine McVie didn't have the immediate eye-catching and marketable image the way that Stevie Nicks did. And she wasn't perceived as the genius, a Brian Wilson-like visionary as Lindsay Buckingham was. I think she was often overshadowed in the press by the fans 
and on stage by the other two. And her role in the band wasn't always an easy one. But she was an essential songwriter in the band. She wrote some of their biggest hits. Don't Stop, Songbird, Over My Head, Say You Love Me, Think About Me, Hold Me. She wrote those songs. She was a critical part of the Fleetwood Mac magic. And as far as I'm concerned, the band was never as good when she wasn't in it. A lot of musicians have been lost over the last few years. One of the things I try to do on this show is to remind people of who they were and just do my small part to keep their memory alive. Losing Christine was a big loss, but one thing I think we can all safely say is that Fleetwood Mac is in no danger of being forgotten anytime soon. Right now, they're still hugely popular and they've been rediscovered by a whole new audience. That's a testament to the lasting beauty and power of their music. And Christine is a big, big part of that. This songbird is gone, but the music lives on. I used a number of resources to put this episode together. I wanted to mention a couple of them. The Rumors episode of the Classic Albums TV show, which is absolutely worth watching, and the book Never Break the Chain by Kath Carroll, which is a good history of Fleetwood Mac in general, and it really goes deep on the making of both the Fleetwood Mac and the Rumors albums. I really recommend both the show and that book. Check them out. Thanks for listening to this edition of the I'm in Love With That Song podcast. New episodes are released on the 1st and the 15th of every month, so we'll be back soon with another new show. Until then, you can catch up on all of our previous shows on our website, lovethatsongpodcast.com. You can also hear us on virtually every podcast service, Google, Apple, Amazon, Stitcher, Spotify, you name it, we're there. You can post reviews or comments on Facebook or on Podchaser or wherever you listen to the show. And if you'd like to support the show, the best thing you can do is to tell a friend about it. Because word of mouth is the most valuable thing for any podcast. On behalf of everyone here on the Pantheon Podcast Network, I thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode on Fleetwood Mac and You Make Love and Fun. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett.
Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 